Texas Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. All right, everybody. Good morning and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here with you every single Saturday to help you navigate the ownership of that vehicle of yours, whether you're looking for a new car, trying to sell a used car, maybe you got in an accident, maybe you went in for a recall or a simple oil service, and all of a sudden your car needs all this work. Well, we can talk about that. Do you really need it? How do you how do you navigate? You got the big list of things that you need. How do you know you're getting the right kind of service? Are you getting the complete service? Or maybe they're just skimping by. Who knows what it is or what's going on with your car? The heat is coming. It's supposed to be 110 tomorrow, hottest day of the year. And I can't believe it's already darn near the end of June. And uh, I don't, I can't even say it's been hot, really. So we've had quite a reprieve. So maybe that, maybe July and August won't be so miserable. And I've got a good friend of mine in the shop today, all the way down from Seattle. I've got Dave Earp. Dave owns a shop in Seattle called Village Transmission. He just happens to be in town. Enjoying some of this nice weather. Dave, thanks for coming down and joining us. Hey, it's good to be here, Matt, back in the, the Valley of the Sun. <laughs> right? A little bit different than Seattle. A little bit, uh, got some sunshine, actually. You probably got some more uh, spring in your step, right? Yeah, it feels good to get a little bit, a <laughs> little vitamin D on the bones. Exactly, exactly. I talked to you yesterday out enjoying the pool and stuff. So, yeah, I'm glad you came down. Dave uh, Dave and I met years and years ago in a peer group, and Dave runs a, a general auto repair shop. that used to be a transmission shop, right? What was your predominant thing? Yeah, we were a full-service, uh, well, we were a transmission shop primarily and then, you know, transitioned into the full-service arena. Right, exactly. And family-owned business. So if you know anybody in Seattle, Village Transmission, but Dave's also got a lot of transmission experience. He's a technician and an owner, so he can help. Uh, he's going to help me carry the conversation today, and he can also help us with any of those questions that you may have. So as always, the show is about you, what you want to talk about. 602-277-5827 is 602-277-KTAR. And if you like to text, we'll do that at 411923. I might frantically type back an answer during a break, or we might take that question on the air and, and chat about it a little bit. So, Dave, we get a lot of questions in the shop. There's all kinds of things we could talk about, and maybe listeners will steer this a little bit. Inspections. Should you pay to get your car inspected, or should you get the free inspection? Which one's a better deal? The free one, or the one you got to pay for? You know, what about diagnosis? Some people diagnose for free. Most places don't. But, I mean, how much is a free test and diagnosis? I mean, nobody works for free, so kind of... Think about that for a second. If you've got some questions about that, and then, Dave, I don't know if you have any comments on that, but talking about parts today, there's always a question about what's the right parts for my car. And sometimes we're doing estimates for people, and in the same repair, I'm, I'm air quoting here, you can't see me, but you say the same repair, we're $100, $150 more than the exact same thing. And I'll use uh, spark plugs, for example, Dave, and then you can chime in. We talked about this a little bit before the break. I can look up spark plugs for your, let's call it a 2005 V6 Camry, right? Or an Accord, I don't care what it is. Six cylinders. And that those spark plugs in that car usually last, and they're scheduled about 100,000 miles. Um, but to replace them, the part itself, the spark plugs, I'll just round up. They're usually around $27. Let's just call them 30 bucks. 
take six of them. My last time I did my math, $180. Well, for that same exact Camry, when you go into the catalog, you can also get a spark plug that's $4. It's a totally different spark plug, but it still works. It doesn't last 105,000 miles, though. So we've got all this labor to replace these spark plugs, and then your shop is $150 less than the guy that's doing it right, uses these cheap, I don't want to even say cheap, less expensive spark plugs. They're still a good name brand, but not the iridium and the palladium. They're $4, not $30 for a reason. So you saved $150, bucks, but did you save anything? Did the shop do you any justice, you know? Dave, what are some of the other things? I mean, spark plugs, body parts, brakes, aftermarket versus OE. What do you do at your place? Well, you know, the, the thing to consider and realize here is that, you know, aftermarket parts are a clone of the OE part. Mm-hmm. And you know as well as I do, when you clone something, it's never exactly the same as the original. Mm-hmm. So you're, are we getting apples for apples here mm-hmm. is, is the question. And, 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 you know, there's no such thing as free. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you got to question that. I mean, in our shop, we always go with OE parts. That's mm-hmm. just our standard process. Um, there are exceptions, however, um, sometimes the OE part may not be available and we don't have a choice, uh, you know, in the matter. But, you know, as a standard, we always like to stick with original equipment components. Well, and I'll, and I'll break that down a little bit deeper. Now, you say OE. Now, you're doing a water pump on a Honda. You're not calling the Honda dealer and getting a Honda water pump. You're going to call your local supplier and the brand of the water pump is an ASIN water pump because ASIN makes the part for Honda. So that's the part we buy. It's the exact same part that comes out of a Honda box. It just costs less, right? That is correct. It's yeah. an OE equivalent. Yeah, OE equivalent. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's coming from the dealer. And we're the same way. We're going to use, you know, we might buy our water pump, for example, on certain cars from Napa. And Napa says to me, why aren't we your first call for everything? Well, because I'm going to shop the appropriate parts for the car. I'm not necessarily maybe going to Napa for that Honda part, but I know that um, it sounds odd enough. You take a Mercedes. Gates makes the water pump for Mercedes. Well, Gates makes the Napa water pumps. So you can buy the water pump from the Mercedes dealer, or you can get, in that case, we can get the water pump from Mercedes. It is the same identical part you can pull them out of the box for a fraction of the price yeah for a fraction of uh, for a fraction of the price so that's kind of so we use aftermarket parts but they're made by the original equipment manufacturer in many cases now for example brakes we don't necessarily use original equipment parts we might you know a volkswagen is a good example they techstar german company makes their brakes so why buy the part from Volkswagen? We buy it from our distributor that imports the German Techstar stuff. It's the yeah. same exact part. So it is an original equipment part, but a little caveat to that, but you can also just go buy a, a part made by Akibono. I don't think Akibono um, provides any original equipment parts, but they're a great aftermarket part. They're not a cheap one, right? Yeah, right. So, And then there's body shop. That's a whole nother thing. You get into body work. Motor mounts, 
you never really want to go with aftermarket there. Preferably, you want to have original equipment parts, especially when a collision damage. Yeah, they just they don't fit right. Yeah, exactly. So there's all kinds of stuff we can talk about. It looks like we've got Bob from Mesa on the phone. But anything you want to talk about with your car, 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. And if you'd like to text, you can do that right now, 411-923. We'll be right back. Are you tired of wasting time and money on a subpar car wash? The interior isn't clean and there are water spots all over your ride? Hi, I'm Marcus, owner of Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. And I'm Scott, owner of Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Two great shops designed to come to you with a five-star rated wash and detail, including reverse osmosis water to make your ride shine like new. Yep, that's right. No more wasting time or money for a bad car wash. Check us out at pitstopdetailing.com or showcasemobiledetailing.com today. Hi, this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of h Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally, as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurt's Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurt's, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at MyCarHurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurt's. The heat is definitely on. It's going to be on tomorrow anyway, from what I understand. If the weatherman is right, and it, you know, it's been, uh, it's usually pretty easy to be a weatherman in Phoenix, but, uh, man, maybe not so much. Who would have predicted this cool weather that we've been having as my friend Dave sits here and says, cool weather, 110, just my luck. And I'm like, Dave, it's nice. It's not humid, but you were cold last night getting out of the pool you shared with me, right? People well, you know, timing is everything, and... Uh, <laughs> I I'm I'm I love the sun. I mean that's why I'm here and uh I, I enjoy it. Obviously 109's pushing it a little bit, but uh hey, we'll make it happen. We'll right. make it work. Guys, it's a dry heat. It's yeah. a dry heat. <laughs> that's right. Well you got out of the pool he said and he was freezing. I'm like, Yeah, it's that this that dry air and just that water event. Well we had a nice breeze too. Well, that too As too. I walked to my car this morning, it was seventy one, it felt a little chilly. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Nice. Exactly. So 
Everybody that's just joining this the voice you hear here is Dave, my friend from Seattle. He owns a shop up in Seattle down here visiting. We thought, let's get him on the radio. Another expert can't uh, can't hurt. So we've been talking a little, a little bit about everything. But anything you want to talk about, we can do that. 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. And if you like to text, please do that at 411923 talked a little bit about aftermarket parts and what's the right parts and and how you can use the a part that works you could argue it's the right part for the car but it's not really but it affects the job it makes the job not actually be the right job or or you know when's a good time aftermarket parts i'm never using aftermarket motor mounts they just don't work right we're going to get the original equipment motor mounts other parts absolutely can be aftermarket but we want to buy the good stuff not the cheap stuff and so we can talk about that anything you want to talk about with your car maybe your air conditioner is not up to par or anything else so we're going to get to the phones here real quick and bob has been patient first one in from mesa bob's got a 1997 jeep cherokee bob how can we help you today yeah uh, good morning. Well, first morning. of all, I'm from Cleveland, so I like this weather, too, a lot better. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, my question is about the oil pressure. Uh, my gauge fluctuates from 40 PSI down to zero and back again. It's like it's possessed. It idles around 40. Uh, cruising, it can drop to almost zero, and it could stay on there anywhere from 10 to 30 seconds, and then the check gauge's light comes on. And I did have it checked out. I was told my torque converter is going bad. And can the two be related? Could that, you know, affect the oil pressure that radically? No, Dave's sitting there. Dave's a transmission guy at heart, and he's looking at the sky and shaking his head saying, no, torque converter, I mean, that's probably a separate issue. But what I would be curious about, Dave, and I don't know how you would handle this in your shop. We'll ask you in a second. But I want to know when that does drop down to 40 PSI, is it consistent? Is it a quick swing, like it goes down real quick? And is there any noise associated with that? No, that's the thing. It runs smoothly, and it's quiet. There's no sound noises coming out from anywhere it's uh operating fine but it's just like i said the gauge is possessed it'll go back and forth from 40 to zero and it could stay at zero which i know if it stays there that's pretty bad news but it it'll uh like i say i i don't i can't exactly keep an eye on it while i'm driving because that's not too safe that's not cool so uh but if i look at it again maybe Half a minute later, it'll go back up to 40 PSI. Okay. Well, I'm just because it does that, I'm going to lean towards an electrical or gauge issue. But, Dave, I'm going to ask you, if this, if uh, Rob was at your counter at, at the shop, how, what would your... What would your test be? How would you, what would you do? And I'll say what we would do. Well, see, see how different we are. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the first thing uh, we would do is we'd want to isolate any sort of electronic issues with wiring or the cluster or the oil pressure sending in it. So we would simply remove the oil pressure sender, and we would install a manual oil pressure gauge. That's going to give us a true, accurate reading on what's going mm-hmm. on with the engine. That's the first step. Uh, and then we could proceed from there. So uh, that's my recommendation on that one. As far as the, the torque converter causing an oil pressure fluctuation, that's impossible. That 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 is a separate well, that, that's issue. That's what I thought. I didn't think the two could possibly be related. But it, I did have diagnostic work done on it already, and they uh, were kind of baffled as to why. Like, you know, I thought, well, is, is it the gauge itself? Is there a short in it or intermittent short? And it 
causing it to go wacky. Well, now how about this, Dave? Now, we're getting off in the weeds a little bit, but that's exactly what I would have done for Bob. You come in the shop, we need, we're going to eliminate the electronics altogether. Now, we might take it a step further and maybe put a resistor or dial in a resistor that would emulate what this, what the oil pressure sender is, is sending, put in, dialed in to get it at 40 to 40 psi, and then just let it sit there or drive it and see if it starts to fluctuate. If it starts to fluctuate, we know we've got something with the cluster, maybe the computer or the wiring or something like that. But again, like Dave said, we need to get a mechanical test and see if we have a real oil pressure gauge hooked right to that and see if it fluctuates. If it does go down, we've got a mechanical problem with the engine. If it does not go down, we do not have a mechanical problem with the engine. There's something happening with, and then probably the easiest thing, Dave, I don't know if you would agree, we've got to take the oil pressure sensor out to plug in or to screw in our gauge in place of it. So for the cost of an oil pressure sensor and the, the propensity for those to leak, we replace them fairly often, maybe they're 50 or $60. Mm-hmm. We're just going to put a new one in anywhere. Sure. Um, now, if it's got a mechanical problem, we're not going to put a new one in. But yeah. if we do the mechanical oil pressure test and it has good pressure, we're just going to put a new sensor in. It's worth it. It's already out, um, and it might fix it. That's correct. Uh, well, ironically, this all began after I had the oil changed, so I don't know if that's related. But well, the vehicle does have over 230,000 miles on it, so it's not yeah. a puppy. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, as you get these more mature cars, we'll call them, we, you know, 25 people have worked on this at least. And, you know, some repairs, maybe they tug on the wiring harness or they pull something or, you know, maybe that oil pressure sensor's got a little bit of oil in it. I think yeah, on that Jeep, leak. it's right next to the oil filter. Maybe sure. somebody got some oil in there. But the other thing where I was going to go, and I'm going to put you back on hold, Bob. You'll catch us in a second. Um, what I was going to say, you know, if he's got a torque converse symptom, I don't know if it's coming in out of the lockup or something, he could have a common problem. If we have an electrical problem with the gauge, you know, I'm, I'm stretching a little bit, but there could be an, an electrical issue, maybe a bad ground that's affecting the gauge. Bad ground definitely could and, contribute to and that. Then, but, and that could be how – now, the two aren't related mechanically, no. the torque converter and oil pressure, but they could certainly be – uh, electrically. Together electrically, if they're sharing a ground or or mm-hmm. something in the PCM maybe or TCM, so you you just never know, and that's where the diagnosis takes you. But we're going to start with that oil pressure test first. So thanks for the call, Bob. We're going to go with Dale and Phoenix. Got an F two fifty. For some reason, I think this is a diesel question. <laughs> How can we help you, Bob or Dale? Dale. Yeah. Hey. Uh, no, it's not a diesel. <laughs> All not right. a diesel issue. <laughs> um, I bought this truck. This 96, about a year ago from a neighbor, um, he was just tired of fixing it, and he had replaced the engine and uh, had the engine, uh, the transmission rebuilt. Mm-hmm. The only issue that it was having when he decided to finally drop it all together and buy a new truck was occasionally, and I'm talking like maybe once every couple of weeks or so, uh, when you're driving it, like you start driving away, and when it changes gears, it's like bang, like there's no there's no give between the gears. When it goes into from first to second, it goes bang, and it goes into third bang, same thing. So really, very the, harsh, um, shi- a very harsh shift under acceleration. Very hard. I mean, it okay. and it's it's not you know a lot of acceleration, just you know your normal mm-hmm. you know driving down the street. But when this is happening, the light on the overdrive button 
on the end of the shifter mm-hmm. flashes. Interesting. Okay. That's okay, flashing. Dave. I always, I always, if it if it shifts hard and I look down, that thing's flashing. Do those have a, t- or a way to store a code? In, Absolutely. Okay. So when the overdrive light's flashing, that means we have a transmission trouble code. And when the computer detects oh. a transmission fault code, it will automatically command high line pressure in the transmission. So that's why it's shifting hard is... We've got a problem oh. uh, electrically or mechanically in the transmission. Computer sees that, to, commands the uh, EPC or electronic pressure control solenoid to max pressure. So that's what's happening with that. We need to get a scan tool on that. We need to f- pull the trouble codes and then proceed with diagnostics. Yeah. So Dale, maybe a transmission yeah. shop or or your local, um, you know, your local guy that you use on a regular basis. But yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing. People go have their inexpensive scanner or something like that, and they can't always gonna... get in deep. You've got to be able to get further down in and, yeah. and peel the onion back, so to, so to speak. And what Dave's talking about, that line pressure, you know, the transmission is just a hydraulic machine. It's, it uses high pressure to make clutches and gears and everything do what they're supposed to do inside that little magic piece that I don't always fully understand. But, yeah, like Dave said, it wants a lot of pressure to make sure you have positive engagement and that it can actually make it shift gear. So, well, it's, an issue it's, there. it's commanding high line pressure because it's it's an effort to protect the transmission. Mm-hmm. We're trying to save it until we can get it to a repair shop, find out what's going on, and correct the problem. Yeah. So, Dale, any, you know, I think if you just search up, uh, you know, bumper to bumper radio transmission shop, or go to our um, go to the uh, bumper to bumper radio dot com. You're in in Phoenix. If you're up north, there's Kurtz Auto Repair. They're great. Or you can drive it to Seattle to my shop. <laughs> yeah. You right. Yeah. You can take a road trip to <laughs> Seattle and go to Pike's Market and load up with some tuna and some crab legs. Shifting hard all the way. And bring that. Hey, the good thing, Dave, when they're on the road, there's no shifting. Right. He gets to overdrive and he just cruises. So. Dale, good luck with that. Thanks for the call. And again, it's just you got to go in and spend some money on diagnosis, but do exactly what you told us. You, the worst thing to do is go into the repair shop and tell them what you need. Because if you go into a transmission shop and tell me you have a bad transmission, you may just end up with a transmission because you already went in and told them that's what you needed. So the best thing, I don't care what type of problem you're having, when you go to the shop, Take some notes with you. If you know you're going to be going, you're having a problem today and you're going to go on Monday or Tuesday, pay attention to when it happens and what what other symptoms or what you're feeling, what you're doing right before it happened. And all those notes and anything that you can tell the shop is going to save you money and help us diagnose and repair your car quicker. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Bumper to Bumper Radio. Be right back. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper-to-bumper radio approved. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. And yes, that's champsfamilyautomotive.com. If your garage has become a breeding ground for bugs and pests, it's time to call A1 Garage Door Service. Hi, Tommy Mello here. Replacing the bottom rubber on your garage door can have a huge impact on the number of bugs you see in your garage and in your home. As the weather starts to warm up, keep those creepy crawlers outside by calling A1 Garage Door Service today. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests. A1 Garage Door Service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. 
And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today. Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We're in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. Breaking news is always first on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Now, happy Saturday, KTAR News. Time is 11:30. I'm Naila Leon. Here's our top story. My agenda is to is to put forward measures that protect the rights and freedoms of Arizonans. Governor Katie Hobbs and local leaders are hoping to codify access to contraceptives into law. The Arizona Right to Contraception Act would ensure access to birth control for all Arizonans. State Representative Athena Salman says she plans to bring the measure forward at the start of the new legislative session, which Hobbs fully supports. And Diamond Sports, the organization that owns the regional network that broadcasts D-backs games, has filed a motion in a Texas bankruptcy court to reject its current contract with the team. If that request is approved, Major League Baseball could take over game Diamondback broadcast or the team would need to renegotiate a new contract to stay on Valley Sports Air, um, Arizona Airwaves. To read more on the story, you can go to ArizonaSports.com. Now let's toss it over to Sal DeGuardia in the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center to see if we have any accidents on our radar. Hey, Sal. We do, Nilea. If the closures this weekend weren't enough, there's a crash now involving multiple vehicles. Southbound Lake Pleasant Parkway approaching 303. There's a vehicle fire still on the 101 uh, Pima Freeway at 64th Street, and that's blocking the right lane there. Northbound I-17 at Cactus, and then slowing in both directions. Northern at 19th Avenue, there's a new wreck there. A crash that was... Uh, uh, just a crash now is a crash with a fire westbound McDowell at 75th Avenue and that earlier serious injury wreck at Camelback just east of 75th Avenue. Eastbound Camelback closed there. Sal DeGuardia, KTAR News. Thanks, Sal. Right now it is 97 in Santan Valley. Weather brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Nailea Leon on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. This month's KTAR Community Impact Spotlight focuses on Ability360 and their continued efforts to provide programs and services to support the independence of people with disabilities. This July 4th, Ability360 is hosting the inaugural Independence Cup Rocket League Tournament, and it's free. To learn more, text ABILITY to 411923. KTAR News is proud to shine the Community Impact Spotlight on Ability360. Message and data rates may apply. 
Bunker to Bunker's fourth annual Summer Throwback Golf Tournament at the Corin Crenshaw Design Talking Stick Golf Club is back on the stunning Peeposh South Course on Saturday, July 22nd. Benefiting the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Arizona, the popular two-person scramble is loaded with special prizes, awards, and breakfast. It even includes a coupon for a second round of golf, all for just $114. It's open to the public, but space is limited. So grab your partner and register today at BunkerGolf.com. Old service with all the latest in modern technology. It's not a dream. It's what they do at Import Car Specialists. Conveniently located in the Biltmore area, right off the 51 at Indian School. The expert team at Import Car Specialists look forward to solving all of your import service needs. So bring in your classics, that old Triumph, Alfa Romeo, or maybe your new BMW, Mercedes, or Audi. They can take care of all of it for you. Check them out today at ImportCarSpecialists.com. Hi, I'm Marcus with Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. And I'm Scott with Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Together, we've teamed up to become the highest rated mobile automotive detailers in Arizona. Our mobile fleets provide you with award-winning professional detailing services conveniently done right at your home or office. Interior, exterior, basic wash to full detailing. There's even engine detailing and ceramic services available. Yep, we do it all. Check us out at pitstopdetailing.com or showcasemobiledetailing.com today. Hey guys, Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. It's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. That's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. It's your car's favorite show, Bumper to Bumper. Okay, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. Whoa, I got these headphones turned up a little bit in my ear. Both blew my head out. So welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy. With you every single Saturday at 11. And if you're just joining us now, beginning of the show, we talked about parts. When's the right time to use aftermarket parts? Or what's the difference between the quality of an aftermarket part and the original part? Are they the same? Yeah, they are in some cases. But in some cases, they're totally different. So... Whatever it is that you want to talk about with your car, whether you have a question about the parts, maybe you're working on your car at home, or you're not sure, you know, you're getting the right stuff on your car. How do you make sure you're getting the right parts for your car when you're getting a service? We can talk about any of that today. 602-277-5827. 602-277-KTAR. If you'd like to call in, don't be shy. And, of course, you can text at 411 411- Nine two three, And just a reminder, we're here every single Saturday, but not Monday through Friday, or I guess I should say Sunday through Friday, BumperToBumperRadio.com is a resource for you. You can go there and find a shop in your neighborhood. Maybe there's a shop next to your office where you travel to downtown or to the air park or something. You can find a shop there. If you have a question, feel free to call one of those guys. They'll help you out. You can tell them that uh, that Bumper to Bumper is where you found them, and they'll, they'll help answer your questions. And maybe you're looking... For a detail guy, which we've got on our at Bumper to Bumper Radio, you can find them there. Maybe you know you need some upholstery work done. Use your local shop as a resource when you have those questions. We don't do window tinting at my shop. We don't fix upholstery 
But we know somebody that does, right, Dave? You know somebody in Seattle that can do just about anything on a car that you can refer a customer to, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and we offer all of those resources to our clients. Yeah. Just, we want to help you with your car no matter what it is. And however we can do that, whether it's like at our shop Monday through Friday or, or right here at, uh, for an hour on Saturday. So we've got Harriet all the way from Tucson, 1999 Buick Century. Harriet, I think you called last week about your brakes, right? No, it's about my window. Oh, okay, window this time. What's I have on? power windows, mm-hmm. and the the rear driver's side window is down, and it's not going up, it's not going down, it's not moving. Okay. Well, a couple things. I mean, it, Dave, how are you going to diagnose that? I'm just going to go back to the window itself. I'm going to try the master switch at the door and see if you get any movement, which you don't. Then I'm going to go back to the door switch for that particular door to see if I don't get any movement. If I don't have any movement, I might hear some noise. And if I hear some noise, some grinding and gurgling and stuff in there, Dave, that tells us the circuit's good. We've probably got a bad regulator or something. Yeah, more more than likely. So what we need to do is remove that uh, interior door panel and... Uh, we use a tool called a power probe, and we simply unplug that electric motor, and we power it through a different source and mm-hmm. see if we can get it to move. Uh, if it doesn't move, then we can do a resistance test on that motor and mm-hmm. determine that it that it had failed. But there could be something going on with the mechanical aspect of the regulator as well. Yeah. So, yeah, most likely uh, removal of that interior door panel and then inspection. Yeah, and, and what I was saying... I think round numbers, and I'm just kind of making a broad stroke here. You're going to probably spend about 500 bucks. Is oh, going to be okay. My guess. Thank you very much. And that's <laughs> sounds like someone calling to get a price they did. Yeah, like. we weren't trying to fix the car. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that parts, labor, tax, total on that car. Um, you're. Pro- <laughs> I just have to laugh <laughs> that you're probably going to be about five hundred bucks, wouldn't you guess? A little bit of testing time. I mean, it, it's just in that neighborhood. And, yeah, and, I mean, you're you're a couple hundred bucks in diag, you know, in testing, yeah, right, and then uh, labor, yeah, and, and parts, the, and the yeah. diagnosis. Sometimes the now in this case we did talk about some. Oh, we we're going to talk about diagnosis earlier, but in this case the testing. Kind of is part of the repair because you have to take the door panel off. So right. let's let's say we're past the part. We know it's not the switch. The switch is working right. Now you got to take the door panel off. You got to go in there and do some tests. That's overlapping. We were going to take the door panel off anywhere. So in a case like that, we just round it up a little yeah. bit. You know, if it, it, in this situation, yeah. the 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 diagnostic would roll into the repair. Yeah, it's part of the process. So, yeah. you know, but just you know, it's area time. Like she got a little bit upset when we told her the price. Almost like we were trying to sell her something, or we had her. You know, it sounded like someone calling around price shopping. They didn't didn't like what they heard. So yeah. again, you can get the now ninety nine Buick. We're probably not going to get a Delco original, especially on a right rear. We're probably yeah. going to go with an aftermarket window. I think in this right. circumstance, being that it's one hundred and nine degrees, I think she'd be happy if she could just get somebody to put that window up for. Well, her. yeah, and we'll do that at times. So you don't have to. It's the labor's the same. We can get the window in there and get it to stay up. But in her case, it sounds like it's up already. So that's a good thing. Just leave it a uh, leave it alone. So uh, good luck with that, Harriet. We are going to go with Danny in Phoenix, two thousand and three Toyota. Rav- have four. Danny, how can we help you today? It's actually a, a general question about sure. tire pressure. Because I know in the heat, uh, sometimes you can get, if you're at standard tire pressure, uh, you can get little bulges in your tire in the, in the walls. 
Is it, is it better to drop the tire PSI down a couple of PSIs just to accommodate for that? No. No, I think the best way to set your tire pressure is yes. to follow exactly what's on the door, on the door sticker. Okay. You don't go off the tire. Yes. You open up the driver's door. In some cases, or on the gas cap or on the, the gas door. But you want to use yes. the pressure that is on the door jam, and that's your starting point. Then you can fluctuate from there. For example, in the winter time or when we're having a decrease in temperature, overnight temperatures, I don't want my tire pressure light kicking on. So as the pressure, as the temperature comes down, so does pressure. As the heat comes up, so does pressure. So you are supposed to check your tires, quote, cold. And sometimes I'll just go about two pounds over to try and keep it. You know, there's some people that they just put 35 pounds in every single tire. That's not the way to go. I mean, I have a car that takes 39 pounds in the rear and 34 in the front. Car's not going to like it if you put thirty five in the front and rear. How do you, Dave? What's your What do you tell people up in in Seattle? Well, the main thing to realize here is air pressure changes with temperature. So, like Matt said, uh, in the winter time, you're probably going to need to air up your tires. In the summertime, you're probably going to let some out. So, um, as far as bulging in the tires is concerned, if you've got bulging in your tires, you have a tire malfunction. Plain <laughs> yeah, and simple. True. Yeah, yeah. That's got nothing to do. Tires. Every single tire manufacturer, just like every single automotive manufacturer, is doing hot weather testing, whether it's here in the desert of Phoenix or Palm Springs or overseas somewhere in the sands, they're doing hot weather testing. So yeah, if you have a bulge in the tire, now, not to be mistaken with some tires where they come around the seam comes together, there's always a little bit of a bulge there, but that that bulge is normal, normal. and it's a lot less on a Michelin than it is on a Ling Long. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, that's just where they seam the tire together. Yeah, exactly. So some of that's normal. So thanks for the call on that, Danny. And yeah, tire pressure, again, now's the time of year we're going to start seeing tire carcasses on the side of the road. On the side of the road. And you don't want to be there. we're up against a little bit of a break, Dave, but, you know, and we talk about when we get back, we, you know, we stretch our tires a little bit longer here. We take them down to two or three thirty seconds because it's dry. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of water in the road. We're in Seattle. You're more like four thirty seconds. Well, is, as is, soon as they get to the wear bar indicators, we're done. Oh, for sure. But yeah. that's worn out. Yeah. So anyway, we can talk about your tires, too. We're going to take a quick break. Listen to Bumper to Bumper Radio. What really needs to be fixed? Do you have trust in your repair and maintenance facility to actually recommend only the repairs that your car needs? Hi, this is Lee Weatherby from Accurate Automotive. We pride ourselves and have built our business on our motto of friends serving friends for over 29 years by taking care of our customers like we do our friends and family. You don't always need a repair, but when you do, we advise and prioritize to let you know when you should get your work done. This way, you can plan for it, budget for it, so it doesn't come as a surprise. We also tell you when it might be best to make a repair to avoid future, more costly repairs to save time and money, keeping your vehicle safe and operating at peak performance. For quality automotive repair at a price that's fair, check us out on BumperToBumperRadio.com or any of the review apps. Accurate Automotive, friends serving friends in Mesa at Robeson and Broadway. Check us out at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com today. That's AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com. 
If your garage has become a breeding ground for bugs and pests, it's time to call A1 Garage for service. Hi, Tommy Mello here. Replacing the bottom rubber on your garage door can have a huge impact on the number of bugs you see in your garage and in your home. As the weather starts to warm up, keep those creepy crawlers outside by calling A1 Garage for service today. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests. A1 Garage for service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I was reading a text message. I can't read it on the, on the air. But uh, pretty funny about one of our callers. So it was a little, little fun fun there. So welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen. And we've got about 12 minutes left, exactly as I say that. So we're going to get through some calls. And we do need some calls. I need some text messages that I can use on air. If you've got some questions or comments, you can do that at 411-923 and plenty of open lines at 602-277-5827. 602-277-5827 and text at 411-923. So let's see here. We're going to go. We've got Bill and Mesa. We've got Doug and Mesa. And uh, I think we're going to go with Bill real quick. Bill has got a 2004 Pontiac Grand Prix. Bill, how can we help you today? Yeah, so I'm calling to see about replacing my shocks on my 2004 Grand Prix. It's got 160,000 miles on it. But one person told me I got shocks and struts, and another guy told me I only got shocks on my car. So what is the combination of both or one, one or the other? Um, yeah, I can pretty confidently say in that car, without looking at it, that I'm going to put my money on the square. You have front struts and rear shocks on that car. Okay. Yeah. Now, on the front, do they have shocks on the front, too, or just struts? Well, no, and, and we'll talk about this for a second. So your car has struts on the front okay. and shocks on the back. So what a strut is, is basically... This, the, uh, so let's back up. A shock dampens the uh, the road, the bouncing on the road. It keeps your jounce and oh. your rebound under control, and just takes it's the cushion, so to speak. And then the spring, oh, right. and then the spring which you have holds up the car. And those are two separate components. Let's let's pick. Let's just pick a nineteen. 19- 78 Chevy pickup truck or a Caprice. Mm-hmm. You have a straight axle, and I have a leaf spring, or it could have a coil spring, and it will have a shock on the rear. And the front on that car is going to have a shock, and it's going to have a coil spring. Again, the springs keep the height. The shock dampens the road or cushions the road. Oh, okay. and, and then so what a strut is, and then you have struts. So now what a strut is, they've taken, it's called a McPherson strut. I guess that's the guy that designed it. And, and what that is, it's basically a shock 
that the spring mounts to, and the shock and the spring are all one unit together, and that's tied, that's tied together with a bearing plate on the top. They've integrated yeah. the system. Yeah, it's basically integrated. So now what you can do on your car, it's, you've got those shots. Those struts are worn out, no doubt about it, 165,000 miles. If they've never been done. <laughs> if they've never been done. Now, the window for shocks and struts, original equipment, now these are the guys selling them aftermarket. You know, the window is mm-hmm. about 80,000 miles when we're going to start looking at those. But I can tell you, we replaced the shocks and struts on a car that is probably the number one phone call that we get back when their people call and say, oh, my God, I cannot believe how good this car rides. And the reason that is, I use the analogy, it's like your running shoes or your lazy boy or your mattress or whatever it is. You got that mm-hmm. it was new and it was great. And it's just like boiling a frog. It's just slowly denigrated over time, just like that hot water in a frog. It doesn't know the difference. It just warms up a little bit. It's not so until, game done. Yeah, it's not until you put on those running shoes, not until you put on those running shoes or lay on that new mattress when you realize how bad what you had was. Right. So, um, so yeah, when you do that, you're going to want to do the front and rear shocks. Now, you know, Dave, there's a lot of places that use quick struts. I think they're pretty good in some cases. Do you use them? We do. We do in certain applications. Um, I like them because it gets the car in and out of the shop as quickly as possible. Yeah, you know? it, it, uh, and it, they're good, but you have to, again, this is where we talk about being at the right shop and not being in a mass production place, something that really cares about your service. Because like you said, certain applications. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting them on a Honda. No, and they're not available for every vehicle well, either. Well, true. Yeah. But, I mean, we put some on a Honda Civic one time, and I thought the car was getting ready for a rally cross race. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was two inches higher than it should have been. So, um, But I would use them all day long, in a Grand, especially an 89 Grand Prix. And what that is, you get the shock and the spring and everything replaced at the same time. It's all new. It's yeah. all one, all new, and it maintains, it brings back some ride heights to the car. Right. Did I cut you off? You were going to say something about those? Nope. About the struts? Okay. Yeah, and you typically want to do all four. And the other thing that I could tell you, uh, we see a lot of strut estimates. Sometimes the shop will just do the fronts because they want to keep the price down. People are afraid. Shops don't like to always tell the whole story, you know? They only want to present you with something a little bit because they're afraid you're going to say no if you tell them the whole thing. So you got to watch out for that. If someone's telling you you need front struts, you need to ask them, what about the rear? Why aren't we doing the rears? The other thing that I want to say, if you have a noise from the front end and they tell you it's the strut, the struts very seldom make a noise. The strut mount breaks, and that's what makes the noise. And you mm-hmm. just also happen to have a worn-out strut. Yeah. But a lot of people, when the strut mounts are not bad... They don't replace them. We always replace the strut mount. Sometimes the darn strut mounts cost as much as the strut does. Well, and they have just as much life on them as the rest of the components. Exactly. That's my point is that strut mount doesn't owe you anything. No. It's been on there, whether it's 95,000 miles or 165,000 miles, it's worn out. It's got a bearing in there, but just because it's not broken. So that's the difference between doing the whole job right or just doing fixing part of the car so good luck with those struts bill and if you're looking for a shop bumper to bumper radio.com so we've got doug and mesa now doug's got a 2000 monte carlo doug how can we help you today hi my 2000 monte carlo has a intermittent issue with the idle Sometimes I'll, I'll go to start it up. It'll be idling at about six, seven hundred RPM, like normal would be. And I drive it around, and next thing I know, I, it, I go to start it. It's going two thousand RPM. 
Now, it, so it keeps on varying, like uh, changing. Okay. Uh, well, I get a check engine light comes on sometimes, then it goes out. Okay, well, that's good. That's good to have a check engine light because sometimes an intermittent problem with no, you know, when the check engine light comes on, that's just saying the computer has detected a malfunction. And then it's going oh, to okay. continue to do self-test. But what it, what the computer does, when that light comes on, it leaves a witness mark behind it. It leaves a code. Even though that check engine light is off, chances are that code is stored in the computer. Mm-hmm. It might have some freeze frame data, so we can go back and look and see what happened. But when you're driving, so you said it has a cold, an idle, high idle when you start it. But throughout the day, if you drive, will it also happen? Or do you have to cycle the key, or could it just go from a normal idle to a high idle on the same trip? Uh, no, when I start driving, I'll pretty soon I'll find I'm going about 45 mile an hour with my foot off the gas. It's okay. on the auto cruise control. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that Although one. I, and it's, it's not, yeah, it's just the idle going up. Or other times, I'll start the car, oh, I'll come to a light and I'll turn it off. Mm-hmm. Turn it back on again and see if it goes back normal. It, it won't. It might be then it's idle in 1,500 RPM. Right. Yeah. Okay, so what needs oh, to happen? That's my variations I've been getting. Yeah, Doug, so go to BumperToBumperRadio.com. You're going to find shops like H&I Automotive in Mesa, Mesa Auto Works, Accurate Automotive. Uh, there's several shops to choose from in the Mesa area. That shouldn't be anything too terribly hard to diagnose. You know, you never know with intermittent problems of wiring or stuff, but it sounds like it's pretty consistent. The good thing is setting a check engine light. They're going to go in there with their scan tool. They're going to scan that system, look at that code. You have to understand the code. The code's like mailing a letter. you got to have the whole address. The code just gives us the zip code. we got to drill down a little bit further. If I was going to take a wild guess on that one, I'm going to guess, Dave, we've probably got a carboned-up throttle body or idle control motor, maybe. I was going to suggest unmetered air getting into the throttle body. Mm -hmm. Uh, Potentially a cracked snorkel would cause that. Yeah. It could be a number of different things. It all depends on what that code is, and then they just need to get into some diagnosis and some testing on there. You're going to spend probably $150, $200 for that portion of it. Sometimes if it's a cleaning, we just need to swab something out. That's part of the repair um, at times. The the diagnostic and the repair kind of gets wrapped into one sometimes. So let's see here. I think we've got time for uh, John in Peoria, 2003 Cadillac Escalade. John, how can we help you? Yeah, my uh, Cadillac Escalade is throwing itself into reduced engine power mode. Um, uh, I took it down to the AutoZone, and they read the code for me and said that it was probably the throttle body. I replaced the throttle body, um, but it's still putting itself in that uh, that code, and I'm wondering if it's something electronic because uh, when I originally bought the car, I, the code reader didn't even work. It didn't anything power up. So I had a mechanic repair that. Um, I don't know where to go, though, from there. Well, you're, that one was probably just, you had, probably had a bad accessory fuse, and that's what powers up the diagnostic link. Um, do you know what the code is that sets? I uh, do not. Okay. Well, that, that's important. Dave, you had a thought on something? Well, uh, one thing that came to mind, we've been talking about aftermarket parts. I'd like to know, is that an OE throttle body that he put on it? If mm-hmm. not, we have seen problems with the aftermarket. Those things are notorious for having throttle body issues, by the way. Um, the other thing uh, that I recall is uh, you have to do a relearn uh, procedure on that after the throttle body is installed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Th- yes, I- 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. I did the relearn and it worked. It 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 worked right away and it ran fine um, until I mean it just came back on eventually. Uh, so um, how, how long was that a successful repair for? I would say a day or two. Okay, so that was not repaired more likely than it was just a day or two. Sometimes it's a multi-trip cycle or driving before the code can get set again. So I'm gonna now that with that little tidbit of information, I'm going to suspect that it was never really fixed. That it was not the throttle body since it came back the next day. Now, can you confirm? Does that have a throttle cable or is that a quote fly by wire system? Uh, drive-by wire. Okay, that's what I thought. I wasn't 100% sure. So what you need to do, and this is very important, you got to get the code and then take 10 minutes and read that. Read the description of the code, what the circumstances are that it takes to set the code, and then put it down and then go read it again. And then read it again. You really got to think through these processes so that we're not just replacing parts. You could have a bad connection, not uncommon with as you get a more mature car, I'll say, and, and uh, you have bad connections. You've also got the throttle pedal itself that's got to give that signal to the throttle body in order to work. So some diagnostic work needs to get done on that for sure. So, Dave, I'm glad you were able to make it down from Seattle. I hope you enjoy your time here. It was great to be here, Matt. Soak up some sun. Next time you're here, we'll uh, get you in. And if you buy a house, we'll get you in more often. So everybody else, thanks for listening. Enjoy the weekend. Try and stay cool. And uh, we'll see you next Saturday right here at 11. Thanks for listening. Peace.